Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. The season is over. It is the off season. I said we'd be doing a bunch of podcasts between the start of the NBA Finals and now, and we didn't. <laughs> but hopefully this podcast will make up for it. And uh, and joining me in an effort to do that, PJ, what's going on, homie? Went from getting snitched on to putting rings on, Ultra. Yeah, so I said that with the full intention of actually having a few podcasts, but after game one, which really would have been a fun one to do a podcast after, it, it just it kind of lost its luster from then, uh, and, and honestly, we, we had the intention of doing one last weekend, and well, we just uh, we weren't feeling up to it, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, we had a mutual friend's bachelor party that we had to give our full efforts towards on that uh yeah i mean we probably i mean yeah i mean if we had done one thursday night if it had worked out that we could have done one thursday night after that game or like friday it would have been pretty wild i mean illinois traffic get it together i could have gotten there in time well i'm talking about i'm talking about post game one like just the gotcha because that could have basically just been our finals wrap up that that pot as well because it just the minute all that went down like that was their one shot and i mean you kind of thought maybe game three if they could win that you'd extend it we get a little bit more basketball but i kind of thought if they didn't win that game one they didn't win at least if they didn't win game one and once once they didn't win that i didn't think there was any chance they were winning game two but no uh it It was was, not good yeah it was one of those Not ideal if you're a Cavs fan. It was a wrap. Um, and, yeah, game four we watched very little of. I just got to say shout-out to the Warriors for taking care of business and just fucking doing the mercy kill for all of us. Even though it ended basketball, guess where at least now we can move into LeBron watch. But I was going to be really pissed at them if they were going to make me have to watch a fifth game of to be honest, I was I was done <laughs> after Game Three. I was just like mentally just like done with the series. It was yeah. Game the- Game Three, you know. So I don't think we really need to talk about Game Two that much, even though it does yeah. hold some relevance. And that Steph hit nine threes, which was a record, and KD had a great game, shooting like eighty percent from the floor and an efficient twenty-seven points. But Game Three was really when. If the Cavs are going to make it interesting, that's when it has to be. And LeBron, so this kind of ties into the whole, is LeBron's hand broken? Is this a legitimate injury type of thing? He was, he was by a normal NBA player standard, pretty solid in game three, but he missed a lot of, a lot of shots around the basket that Some of those is this entire, this entire postseason he's made. Yeah, maybe it's his ankle. Maybe it's his hand. I, I don't know some combination of injuries sustained over the course of the postseason but it, it was a little he looked a little off he wasn't getting his jumper to fall but KD was just incredible in game three it was the best game yeah. I've ever seen him play at least and that I can remember and he hit you know his dagger three at the end really really put the nail in the coffin and the Cavs even got pretty lucky in that game with Steph shooting terribly didn't make a three until 
I think mm. just over a minute left in the game. He had a good game. Like, he didn't have a bad game, though. Steph? Yeah, game three. I think he finished... Shooting wise, he didn't have a great game, but he didn't have like a bad game. I thought so this is he wasn't one. turning the he wasn't turning the ball over and making stupid decisions. I this agree with you the, there. He just didn't hit shots. Yeah, which is but he was helping in other ways. I, I thought he was still impacting the game in game three. Uh, I know we had talked about this while we were together last weekend, but yeah, one thing it's just on the MVP. I thought it was fucking trash that Steph didn't win it. I thought he should have won the MVP. And now I'm just like... <clears throat> hey, you and I argued about that a little bit. Yeah, I'm kind of here to just uh, now have Steph win all these championships and never win a finals MVP. I don't want that to be the bit. Because he do put together doubt. three very good games. It's like, if KD doesn't get the triple-double in game four, I wonder if Steph gets it. I mean, the voting was pretty close. Between the two of them, but I uh, I don't I th- I feel like they just kind of weighed in that Katie's games around the road a little bit as well. Those are the road performances and just yeah, it's poor stuff shooting night. But like I thought Katie was pretty bad in game one. Uh, like kind of carried over from what he looked like in some of that Houston series, and just from that perspective, I was like, all right, that's like. I thought his game was a little bit worse than uh, really how Steph was playing in game three. It just, yeah, KD gets a nice, I mean, from the fact that, like, both Clay and Steph just shot terribly, what KD's performance in game three was definitely probably outside of LeBron's game one performance, like the probably best individual performance uh, in the finals. Right. They you could make the argument for either one of those guys that they uh, on the Warriors were the best player on the court in 3 of the 4 games. It's yeah. you know, game 1 definitely Steph, game 3 definitely KD, games 2 and 4, you can make the argument either way. Game 2 Well, Steph was Steph I thought it's all these threes. No, Steph, it was definitely Steph's game game 2 in my opinion. Why? He played incredible, and, like, them just shutting the door on them. I mean, that was all on him. He, he had those those couple, like, just crazy, iconic shot. I mean, just he was – that was the full Steph Curry experience in game two. But, I, if you act, but if you actually look at what these guys did in the stat sheet in those two games, I I think you can make the argument that Katie it's – was Katie wild efficient. Game. No, Katie was wild efficient. I'll give you that. Like, yeah, but – Steph was it was that was that was Steph's game like just from the That's perspective only because he broke a record. Yeah, he broke a record. He made mo- most threes in a game, but he was he had all of the normal you know Steph Curry moments like that was vintage. That was as vintage Steph as you're gonna get. And like on a finals, I guarantee you, when they're showing highlights and stuff, like all of that game two is gonna be like Steph. You're not gonna be watching all Katie's like efficient. It's like it just Katie made plays and he was he actually showed up like and was considerably better on defense in game two. But you're talking about purely eye tests. Yeah. Do you think so? You're saying pure eye test. That's why Steph wins it. I when I think back on that, I'm gonna think about this nine Steph three before I think of a single Kevin Durant shot. Yes. 
in all that all was right. going around with that. My argument here, I just don't think that you can say that there's not an argument to be made that KD could be could be could have played better in game two. He had two, he had seven less points on twelve less shots. He shot seventy percent from the floor. He had nine rebounds. He had seven assists. He had less turnovers than Steph. He had more rebounds. He had more or he had one less assist. He had more rebounds. Steph was rebounding the fuck out of the basket. Yeah, Steph had like more rebounds than Tristan a few times, a few of these games. Yeah, he. I mean, and Steph had a great series. I, I like I said, I'm pretty split on this. I could see how you'd give it to either guy. My, but when you asked me, I said, "Well, I think KD's going to win it," and that's because he had a triple double in the closing game and game three. Mister Triple, re- oh, triple doubles no matter, ultra, huh? It's it's recency bias, is my point. <laughs> triple doubles matter now, huh, ultra? I don't think triple du- doubles really matter. My point is, is he was affecting the game in multiple areas where Steph still in game four was, yeah, he outscored him, dropped thirty seven. Yeah, he shot below fifty percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm it's the same argument. Like people use this argument against Kobe too. It's, he puts up monster stats. Look at the, how many shots he's putting. Up well, yeah, I don't it. care about the, the efficiency. Is like one, you know. But if you're getting your shots, like we've argued about this for too long. Let's move on to the Warriors parade, which was was way more interesting than the debate between KD and Steph winning Finals MVP because we had Draymond trolling fools like crazy. Draymond was in yeah peak championship celebration form. Not quite as peak as first championship. Uh, no, nah, dude, this is he's he has kept it. I think pretty. I think of all of them, last year was like the most mild he was. Uh, I suppose just not as many good sound bites. That's that's really what. Oh, quote what was I guess? About. Yeah, I don't, dude. There's a there's a lot going on yesterday with that team. I, uh, I mean, dude, my biggest takeaway is winning championships looks super fucking fun. Yeah, being a part of a championship parade would be... Championships ridiculous. are fun in sports. And there's nothing about those that doesn't look fun. I want to talk to you about this. Something that's been... And this may be just me... This probably is just me being naive to this, but you all season long we hear about these guys and how they're they're switching to vegan. They're everything that's going into their bodies is calculated. And LeBron's the classic example, but even everyone across the league is just like, all right, trying to eat healthy. And then you give them two a week after you win a championship, though, and they will put more liquor in your bo- in their body than anyone should. Because there were reports that they spent like I mean I think the Warriors spent over a million dollars between the champagne after they won and the booze for when they're celebrating on the parade and that's incredible I think that's amazing I just yeah for friends it's the complete opposite that you hear that when you think about the NBA yeah but we I mean a week little bit like what I mean it doesn't these, matter you're right these dudes are. I was just, it was, like, the report was, like, they spent $400,000 on on champagne and, and liquor for Yeah, the, but that's the, all the a team, that's forever, like, that's just not the players, that's. Oh, it's everything. In the it's, front yes. office, family, friends, like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, and then Jordan Bell was my personal favorite. Because running out of Hennessy and having to get some from a fan, that's pretty great. It was a great moment. 
Have you ever tried Hennessy before? <laughs> no, actually, I've not. I almost had some like a Christmas uh, time or two ago at uh, <clears throat> one of our friends' uh, houses, uh, whose father had some, and I was wanted to try it, and I just like kind of forgot to. Can't say that it's for me. I, I can see why people like it. I just don't know if I'm. Yeah, I don't know if it's. Yeah, I think you have to build up a certain taste for it, but. Yeah, I um yeah, I mean Steph was running around. I mean I I thought the Dra- basically between like Draymond's troll jobs, but I just I was watching all of Nick Young shit basically since this this ended. I've been just on Swaggy P watch and Swaggy P delivered in every which way I hoped he would. Um him celebrating before the game four was even done is it's hilarious. Went from getting snitched on to putting rings on, man. I want that as an inspirational poster that I hang up in my my apartment somewhere. You should just get a tattoo of it. No, I don't. Nah, because the picture don't, frame don't I can like take down much. if I don't like it after a while. If that's some, fair. For some reason, I need to not have a swaggy P quote again. But yeah, that's probably smarter. Um. Yeah, I mean, what did you? Think I'm not sure. I w- I'm not sure. It would have been really fun to be at the Capitals. Uh, Yo, I mean, Ovechkin, too. Ovechkin wins championship celebration performances. That guy's still partying. He hasn't yeah, stopped. Dude. No man, he's got that. You know, it's a good time to be a Russian in Washington. It's, just it's a like better an- time to have that Russian <laughs> drinking gene. This is just an early shout out for Ovechkin because I've I've seen a video I think every day since they've won the Stanley Cup. Him drinking. That's just of it. him doing amazing things. So shout out, shout out Ovechkin. But um, what did you think of going back to the war? What did you think of David West saying, "Quote: I'll have it here. Uh, we're so tight. People don't even know what we went through. They're trying to find out. We don't have suckers on this team." Yeah, so that is so dramatic, and nothing has really come out of what. Yeah, Steve Kerr downplayed it. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, there's stuff, but basically, yeah, was that, was that was like, with on the Zach Lowe podcast? I think he was talking about that a little bit. Yeah, he's just like we. Uh, yeah, he's Steve Kerr. Well, Steve Kerr talked about it in the press conference, like the next day or whatever. Um, he was. Putting it down, yeah, maybe on the Zach. Lowe. I haven't listened to Zach Lowe's the interview with him. Oh, it was, it's it's good, <clears throat> but it. What do I think about it? I have a tough time believing that you guys really went through that much stuff. Like you don't. I mean, it's it's interesting. I mean, well, and that's one thing that is impressed about them being four straight, winning those three is like that. You do. I mean, dude, there's there's egos that get involved in a lot of this. Uh, I mean, how this team acted all year and was just, like, very... I mean, look at all the technicals. Like, looking at just some of how they were acting out um, in certain ways, like, it wasn't... It wasn't always, like, buttoned up. It wasn't the same smooth operation I think last year's team was. Uh, and that could be for who knows, you know, how many reasons. But there's definitely some stuff with this team. Now, I don't know what would be... You know what he's saying about. You know what? What would have they? What did they go through? I mean, later he's saying David West was saying like, when you guys find out, you're all gonna freak out. You'd freak. And I'm like, 
okay, well, what was it? Like, what was really, what was really happening? And, like, it's more of, I think, like, yeah, the only things I could think of is of those four stars, like, of dudes, like, not, dudes not being comfortable in their roles is really the only thing I could see um, that'd be super major. Um, but, yeah, I think every championship team definitely has their kind of moments where they'd look back and be like, oh, yeah, if we were a different type of group, this would probably have fucked with our, you know, chemistry and just the within the locker room, maybe some of it on the, in play. But in my opinion, at least, I guess, like, I feel like every team would have had that just – if his his point is that like no one knew about it and no one knows what he's talking about, kind of like okay, you guys have a really well run locker room, congrats, and you're you have talent, you have like a collective great group of talent. What else? Like that's this. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, it's just I can't. You know, it could the way he describes it, it could literally be anything that could have happened outside of someone dying because we would have heard about that by now hopefully it was something swaggy like swaggy p was acting up yeah i just hope that we i hope that uh, that swaggy p wasn't getting snitched on because he was putting rings on so hopefully yeah yeah. that's why i hope so too but we we should talk about lebron a little bit we're going to be talking about this a lot for the lebron watch has begun we got 17 days until the moratorium until anything can really come out uh and I'm excited to consume as much bullshit when it comes to free agency as I can. And the LeBron talk has already started. Yeah, so, um, so of the rumor <clears throat> mill, things that have happened. He's, there's been a report that he hates Houston. People are looking into where his... Uh, which is foolish. Where his oldest son... Now, the report wasn't that he wouldn't go there. It was just that he doesn't like the city. So that may factor in. Uh, not to say he wouldn't go there if it meant winning a championship. Because it can't tell me like he how much he really likes Cleveland over Miami. Right. Type stuff. Uh, people are tracing down where he's... Uh, where Bronny is registering for high school. Um which is really kind of weird in my opinion, but uh, <clears throat> Gary Payton said something about it. Then uh, Sky Pippen today got asked about it on the jump and did a very bad job of not answering, answering, and also, like, Rachel Nichols was trying to give him a chance to, like, shoot it down, and he didn't take the bait. So left more questions there. Um, and then Stephen A. was proclaiming, Stephen A. has been right about the last couple, proclaiming that if LeBron truly does decide to go to L.A., essentially that he would have the most respect for him for making that move and trying to win with that group. But that's interesting that he would say it like that because I think everyone that's factoring the L.A. decision is just going off of their assets and they're probably their ability to bring in two additional stars to play with LeBron. Right. I, Did I miss any other ones? Those are no. the, it's just the big... I, think those I mean, the the th- bo- him to Boston is just... I 
don't yeah. entertain that uh, for a single fuck. second. You really had to acknowledge that bullshit. That is such a fucking ringer. I only had to acknowledge it to say that I am not acknowledging it. But it was a fucking, like, propo- it wasn't even actual, but, yeah, that bullshit made me mad that uh, that got forced into it because, of course, we have to force everything Boston sports-related into... The media circles and in Twitter sphere at all times. Yeah, that would only be kind of funny uh, if he went back there. Like somehow Kyrie and him were actually like good, and it was uh, kind of one of those moves of like, oh yeah, thanks for helping set up this team for me to land on a year later. Um, but it would also be funny on the other end if it was like, yeah, him and Kyrie were good. He just is chasing Kyrie out of town the second time. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. But yeah, um, fuck that. Fuck that. But no, I, I, th- I think that you covered it. So I don't see any way that he comes. Like, I've, I'm still hearing some people say that they could. You know, it's it's this place or Cleveland. This place. No, I don't see a way that he's coming back to Cleveland. Yeah, just like the finals, it kind of became pretty evident. I think he was out. Like pretty much regular season, I thought there was a pretty good chance. Just because I don't... Like, still with this team, like... This is the general landscape that it doesn't seem like there's a perfect fit. Um, it just really depends on what he's trying to get done. But there's, like, hurdles in any spot. Um, what I'm... Uh, what I want to do is, at least, is, like, us... Right now, it's, like, pick our top three cities. But I, I do think, just, like... What the shit Dan Gilbert's been saying. Like, oh, we was championship between with or without LeBron. Fuck, it's not. If he's not there, um, can't say that shit twice and think he'll be right the second time either. But what do you think? Like his top three? What top three? Or like, would you like to see him or like be interested most by? Well, are we are we doing what I where I'd like to see him go or where do I think he's gonna go? Uh, I don't think anyone knows, so let's just do what we like where we'd want. Where I'd want him to go. One is most Philly. interested. I think if he goes to Philly, that is that's a lot of storylines. That's uh, fun. I don't want him there. Okay. That's well, yours. This is your this is your three. I'll give him my three. Yeah, so I Philly would be one. Spurs would be two. LA would be three. In that order like so LA's your number one? No, so like at, number uh, one spot you want Philly. to be is Philly. Philly, yeah. yeah. I want to see him go to Philly. That'd be fun. I think three for me would be... See, I guess, yeah, three for me would be Philly. Two would be... Yeah, yeah, two would be Houston and one would be San Antonio. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a Kawhi-LeBron pairing is That's is really something. all I want is the Kawhi-LeBron pairing, and then, like, the pop art school, I think, it, like, could be intriguing how the two of them work together. Um, I'm just, like, really the Lakers thing just kind of... I mean, I know the league's better and the Lakers are good, and, like, that's all fun, but... I just, like, yeah, the third iteration of him creating, like, a, going to a city, creating another super team... So that's if what it I involves. Think. If it involves, yeah, Paul George and Kawhi, great. Like I'll get the LeBron Kawhi stuff, but 
I'm just pretty sour on fucking Paul George right now. I've ever since that Jazz series, like every time his name has come up, I just kind of go, ugh. He was he did not end that series well. I believe two of sixteen is what he shot that last game. Not good. Uh, so we're, we're you and I are gonna we're probably gonna talk about LeBron. LeBron is like now in the next on. two and a half weeks. So. Oh, dude, no, it's gonna be, it might be more than that. We don't know. Like that's like the earliest maybe it could be. It's until uh, we really know something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the other interesting piece like of LeBron, the other side thing was just that, like from the uninterrupted, uh, just him talking about <clears throat> the coolest and like the most like the highlight of his career would be like which everyone kind of knew already, but. It's just like hearing it come out of his mouth was official of him talking about being able to, like, if him and he could play with his son, how that might be, like, his highlight of his career. Right, and I think that's interesting, and I'm rooting for it. That'd be cool to see, but we're just so far away from that still. It's kind of tough to see. At least, like, five I don't think it's, At least five yeah, years away. I don't, I don't think that his next location, it, it really matters. No, I mean, he can sign a four- or five-year deal, see where his son gets drafted, and then go play with that team. Because that, you would conceivably think that whoever drafted his son would have cap space if they're picking that high. Most, you know, normally, that's how you know, a bad team. Well, that's assuming that that's assuming LeBron's son is going to be a first-round pick. Which, hey, he looks really good. He's just mm, he's just some super time. young. He got some time. But, yeah. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get, like, LeBron's son can't get drafted back to the Magic because they'll never have cap space because they're just obligated to throw bad contracts at people. But yes, I think outside I, that, anything <laughs> would be open. Sacramento, baby, Chicago. LeBron's gonna the end his Chicago. Hey, it's possible. Um, well, just like any other superstar, we'll get him on the very end of his career. Perfect. Except MJ, you got in his prime, so I don't feel too bad for you. I didn't necessarily get MJ in his prime. I saw end of MJ a little bit, and I remember just saying so Chicago. That. I don't Chicago. care about Chicago. I care about me. I I decided this week. I'm just like I'm gonna play up the sympathy card of my my dynasty was Derrick Rose, and it, it literally was broken with his knees. Mm. It was robbed. It was taken from me. But yeah, you can't feel terrible for the city of Chicago. But you can try just for me. You're the most reasonable, level-headed, you know, Chicagoan. You know, everyone, me, your favorite point forward host. Oh, don't say that. Don't say I'm. I'm much less biased than you. But that's what people want. But I'm. People want that bias. It's not, People love Bill Simmons. You don't give that gray area. Yeah, but it's not that. It's now never have that. You're bias. this podcast version of. You're the Bill Simmons of this podcast. That is the meanest thing. I <laughs> might just exit off and let you. Yeah, just you can do no. it on your own. See how that goes. No, no. See how the content just, flows out of that way. You you try to be making me. I'm not trying to even throw shots at Bill. I just know that you've been hating on Bill a little recently. Oh, so. I'm very against the Bill Simmons homerism and i am not a homer i've never been a homer in any sports i'm probably overly critical of i'm was currently spending my day freaking out about the idea because of that report about chris dunn bulls not being happy with him practicing or like you can't say you're not a homer about fred hoiberg that's not a homer that's 
that's pure love. That's nothing Homer. That's not to do with location. That's that's a that's a deeper deeper. I suppose love. just because you're biased doesn't make you a Homer. No, those Homer's are different just, things. Homer would be right. me. Right. Just, okay. Whatever the Bulls did was the. Hoiberg right just happens to coach the Bulls. Yes. But that's there's a. Yeah, there are two separate there. topics. Okay. But yeah, let's, the Chris Dunn, the Chris Dunn, and I was realizing like. The the counter is that oh maybe the Bulls are going to be in the point guard market if in the draft maybe they're gonna, they are going to consider a point guard if they're not confident with Chris Dunn being starter and I'm just so ready to say that I'm a hundred percent comfortable being on the wrong side of the story that Trey Young actually became the next Steph Curry um, I'm totally here to be like no nah, I didn't think that and I will eat that every bucket or every mvp if he actually won them that he would make but i am just oh not so you're a you're not a let's let's talk about the draft a little <clears> bit. you're not you're not a fan of trade i was transitioning to that a little bit yeah we're going to do our full kind of draft preview uh type of type of episode early next week um but yeah hot takes out of me out the gate would be not no Trey young for at least the bulls at seven, and I, someone that can be someone else's ambitious pick. I'm, uh, I'm good on that. I guess the Magic love him. Good, perfect. Magic he seems can have like all he seems him. like he'd see. He seems like he'd be a Magic on the Magic. He, he sounds like a great Magic. He is. Um, I will get his jersey printed and ready to go for him now. If that's what we want, I'm. I mean, I really like Trey Young. I think that it's possible that I he have works out against and can him, be really good. He's gonna have. He is not gonna be able to defend. My, he's right. gonna get wrecked. That's not. I'm not uh, looking that for that. I'm looking for. I'm looking for some something with a little bit more readiness here. I want. Yeah. I don't. And I, Bulls defensively have not been. A, that's not. They have not started this foundation based off of defense. So he is in his developmental. I think just physically to get to where he's gonna need to get. Like, there's a lot there that, and that's just to maybe be able to like be on the court, right? So then offensively, defense, like yeah, I'm just, mm, I think it's pretty lazy, uh, not lazy, but it's just like to say he could be the next Steph Curry. Okay, great, but like Steph Curry also wasn't necessarily like given. I mean, T Wolves passed up on him twice. Like you know, there are other teams that pass on him based on the same physical stuff and it's like yeah he just ends up being the greatest shooter of all time so you're telling me six years after that we're going to have another one that's going to be the next one nah nah the odds aren't in our in that favor for that could be a nice no, player it, fine it's, but it, it's not you're right but he was an unbelievable scorer in college, and he was at freshman. points. But he had some bad, like yeah, he had his little stretch. He had a really he, rough second half of the year. Yeah, yeah. So getting that consistency out of him in the NBA might be tough, but I think that you have a tough time getting consistency out of most rookies in the NBA. But here's my one thing though with that though is like Steph never had like Steph was a fantastic college player, fantastic like through yeah. and through. Like Steph did not play at like bad stretches. Yeah, he was in school longer, sure. Uh, but, like, that's my one thing with that is, like, 
Nah, man. Like, I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not here to play those games or want to bank on that. It's well. Let's let's sure let's talk things. about a few of the dudes at kind of at the top of the draft and the teams up there. Yeah. Because uh, DeAndre Ayton, it looks like he's going to the Suns, which I really. He I can't, can't hate like on that. He thinks it looks like he's going to the Suns. He certainly thinks that uh, Suns haven't. Suns may be throwing these. All just may be like flares and trying to get teams to look the other way. But it seems to me like it. It's going to be Aiden or or Luca still. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, I don't really know. Yeah, I mean, I think. I would I would say they should consider Bagley, but um, Marvin Bagley thinks they should be considering him. So you think they draft Bagley and then they they're just moving on from Chris? No, I don't think that's necessarily like a, a verbatim. But yeah, I don't know if Mark Reese, Chris showing enough that you pass on him. I mean, I mean, I I personally think that I've. You've seen enough that you might be able to, to two years move on. So I mean, I'm not saying get rid of the guy, but I'm just saying I don't think you you if you have a really good prospect at power forward that you can draft. I don't think you don't draft him because you have Chris, and that is a position that you consider filled. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, but it's not fucking do. But we're we're not pl- filling positions, man. I'm looking for the best best dudes that are going to play with my already good players, like whoever those core guys you have. right and it. In general, I agree with you, but I think that if you have two Who, two guys that are not quite big enough, that you're typically gonna allow. You're like they can't really defend the rim that well, but they also can't space the floor that well. You're I don't, you don't Marvin want those Bagley two guys can't space the floor that well. I think that he's not gonna come in and shoot above thirty five percent from three his first year in the league. Yeah, I don't think he's going to. Okay, um, I mean that's. We're just circling back to bias again, but no, I'm not. Love, no, I'm, I'm. I like I'm Marvin Bagley. Figure. I think he's really good. I just don't think that he's going to be the type that's like maybe maybe he's shooting well. There, there. I'm not saying it's not possible, PJ. He's got a. We got to see it though. But but he's got a very good all. Like his overall game, I think helps you as far as one. Like I think yeah, he can. He's going to turn into a, a round out to a very nice player overall. I agree. Um, I think he can definitely score right out the gate. Yeah, he might not shoot well, but you have plenty of fucking shots on that team. Like, outside of Devin Booker, what other set pieces on? Yeah, nothing. Right. There's nothing else on that team that I'm saying is set. So it's that's what I'm saying. You go at it from the angle of who's the best player. Who, unless there is a like the best player we think is available does something that directly conflicts with the Devin Booker side of things you take that whoever that is I'm just I'm very against I've talked about this before and we you know uh, Mo Bamba has been getting a ton of hype yes and Shouts I just don't see for getting that info out there like if it's not and maybe he's the type of guy that all right maybe he is a stretch five we didn't really see it texas but maybe he can be a stretch ryan five. mcdonough thinks he's the next uh he's he's more advanced than rudy gobert was at the same age well that very well may be 
but it's pretty easy I to get centers in the NBA. There, there are there are a lot of centers. You can just get one off the street anytime in the NBA. It's not hard. So why don't you pick up some wings, guys that can defend, like Marvin Bagley. Like honestly, I like Marvin Bagley number one more than I like DeAndre Ayton at number one. But Luca is a guy that seems to fit with the Suns and can. Like they don't really have an answer at point guard, and this is a guy that you can give the ball to to make things happen, and he can play off Devin Booker. Like those two guys, all those are your two guys that they're always on the court. You're gonna have one of them on the court all game, and yeah. two guys to really build around. I mean, if I'm being honest, NBA fan, and not just who I think is gonna be the best, honest NBA fan, he hopes they take Don Donich Luca. They t- I hope they take Luca because we got. I suck at say Doncic, yeah, Luca Doncic. Doncic. I want them to take him because yeah, I need to figure out how to say his name. Say Antetokounmpo, like no problem. But this dude's name, I'm like it's not. Haven't worked my way through it yet. Um, we'll hear what they say on draft nine. That's just the pronunciation I'll probably go with. Um, but I, uh, my my NBA fandom, and just because I think the Suns are a terrible, like a pretty run organization and Ryan McDonough I think is the worst GM in the league so I want to see him screw this up and I but I also am like of the guys I want to see flourish in good situations and like I don't have a lot invested mentally or like hype wise in a guy I haven't watched play yet in Luca. so let him go to the Suns like let him like reel me in and let me watch him there and I'd rather see where Aiden and Bagley fall, the different situations that are more appealing to me if, you know, I'm, <laughs> when I'm watching uh, League Pass come next next October and, you know, start the season. And when I'm watching Summer League uh, in July, like, give me some, some more intriguing situations than the, all the, the sun stuff. Yeah, uh, let's move on from the draft, man. We're going to talk about this at Nauseam next well, week. Well, the only other thing was just that, yeah, I guess maybe some movement as far as reports uh, from the our, our favorite site, The Ringer. Uh, um, saying the Kings and uh, both the Kings and Mavericks are interested in trading their first-round picks or moving back. In the draft, uh, both are ready to be in the asset stacking business, which I kind of laughed at because, especially like the Kings, it's kind of like, well, what have you been doing the last six years? No <laughs> shit. Like when you trade Boogie, there weren't asset stack trying to asset stack then, or you know. Nope what? they they were just trying to get the next Steph Curry and Buddy Heald. Right. Once there we go. Thank you. Once again, why Oklahoma dude being compared to as the next Steph Curry? No Trey Young to the Bulls, please and thank you. It'd be amazing if the Kings traded to get their next to get their own pick from Boston for next year, and just give them the number two pick this year. They're like, yeah, They're like number two, yeah, give us a, a future first and, and our pick next year, and and. Oh, that'd be too much. But I, they're not. They wouldn't give up Jalen and. and um, yeah, I, know. I know. I know. They would. But that would. 
I'd love to see that. Just from a hilarity standpoint, I don't actually want to see the Celtics get the number two pick. That's yeah. that's frightening. I don't I don't want any of that. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I really bring this up is that it intrigues me to see both those teams up there. I mean, I think the Mavericks probably are saying this, but I feel like they'll keep it. I mean, I don't. They're not really a team. I think that would like bite at a chance. But if the Kings are in this idea of asset stacking, it's like. Yeah, throw some protective pit, whatever, but I understand from the perspective of these, because it's a pretty top-heavy draft, and they're just not sold on any of those dudes, fine. Right. Uh, but, like, the Kings, you've been, quote-unquote, asset stacking, you've been making bad trades, and just, like, I don't think you have an asset inefficiency problem. You just have a bad transaction and, like, poorly run <laughs> front office in some ways, but... Now I will bring in that little homer spin. Like, yes, I definitely, as a Bulls fan, was very encouraged to see this and we're hoping that, yeah, it would be really nice if they could slide into the top five and have a choice between praying, a guy and not. Praying they still get Bagley somehow. And I could get my Marvin Bagley to the Bulls movement, yes. If I could have that, you're going to, yeah, you'll get some homer takes post-draft pot on that shit for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, at least at there's least no apologizing about that, folks. But that's just where we're at in life. But I am interested on in it from that perspective because the Bulls are really in a "what's going to fall to us" type of situation. Uh, a few quick NBA, a uh, few NBA quick hitters here. So a lot of talk about Kyrie over the last two and weeks. Of, yeah. Draymond for sure. So there's a report that Draymond was going to decline an extension and most likely pursue a max contract over for, well, super max over four or five years, is, five yeah. if they stays with the Warriors. Uh, I don't think the Warriors are going to give that kind of cash out to Draymond. The super max? Well, no, the thing is if he wins defense player of the year next year and makes a all-in-V-A team, he's eligible to the super max and... He doesn't need to do both of those things. He he's just one of one. Well, yeah, he's got, or he could be MVP. Like he's got like three up. Like yeah, I think a defensive player of the year MVP or first or you know an all, all in an all. I don't think it's even first team. You just have to be on an all NBA. Yeah, it's just team. no, it's just an all NBA team. And uh, so you're, I think you're going to see a motivated Draymond Green next oh, year. Oh yeah, we and are going to be putting. Well, some here's fun the thing: is that I think I think this is the last year Draymond's going to be on the Warriors. No, nah, dude. He's no, nah, dude. They're not breaking that up. This is a good, smart decision they, by him. He's not taking any discounts. Nah, dude. All those dudes are gonna get paid, and they're all gonna stay. It they sense. are gonna be so deep in the luxury tax. Yo, did you see what? How much money they made on the playoffs? That ain't stopping. No, I I get that, but oh man. No, nah, man. They got they got to stop the bleeding at some point. They're paying Steph forty million a year. When they stop winning, they'll stop the bleeding. The winning's not stopping anytime soon, though. PJ, they're going to be paying hundreds of million dollars in luxury tax if they, say, if they sign Draymond to that much. Yeah. But Ultra, imagine how much money they're going to get in pre-sale for season tickets for that new stadium. We'll see. Bro, what do you They're printing money right now. Like, I'm not I'm not weeping for the Warriors' ownership on this. Like, and they, I'm not either. I just... At some point, you're talking hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. And maybe maybe Jordan Bell is the new Draymond Green. That's all I'm saying. It's not like Draymond Green is really stretching the floor much anymore. 
dude, he had a phenomenal, he had phenomenal finals on first like playoffs and like great defender. Yeah, he's one of the, he's you know top three defender in the league, no question. You would hear a very shock, shocked. I think, in my opinion, like I would see KD or Clay leave the Warriors before Draymond. Clay's saying that he'll take a pay cut to stay. I think he's saying that he ain't, he ain't doing that. I don't think any of those dudes take pay cuts. Mm-hmm. Well, if we get four four max guys plus Iggy plus Sean Livingston, we're talking about a hundred fifty million dollar payroll before you. Well, pay I don't know else. if Iggy's gonna be on there for. All he's got these. two years, two years, thirty-two million dollars left. I understand that. I don't know if he's going to be on there for all of that, though. Yeah, guy's hurting. Um, so Kyrie, what's well, Kyrie's? I got all the stuff out of Kyrie camp makes me think that that dude maybe not be in in Boston. Uh, dude, you're getting very scared by these. I'm not scared. This is just good business. Turning, not doing these extensions makes no sense for these two dudes. They can make not, way more money. It has nothing to do with the extensions. It's all the other chatter around the extension that may want to go to Kyrie New York. Kyrie being weird, man. That's just Kyrie saying shit to get us talking about it. Maybe. I mean, we got to we gotta see this guy be healthy with Gordon Hayward for a full season before we have any idea on what the hell is going on there. Do we? We have to... You have to see him playing with Gordon Hayward to determine if you're going to give him a Supermax? No, I don't mean it. No. What I'm saying is that... I think that until we see how he plays with this actual core of the Celtics and not the beaten down version of it, that you know how it's going to work with Kyrie being there, like from Kyrie's standpoint. Oh, so Kyrie has to fit in with the rest of these dudes is what you're saying. I think that Kyrie needs to do that in order for him to want to stay there. I think those are like... I think, yeah. And I think it's going to work. I, I mean, Kyrie's going to like with, his role, but I think they Celtics have to make sure that... Kyrie likes his fucking role. Yeah, I don't no, think it's no question. A, but you look, they they're good ownership, good coach, great. Like you got a mix of talented young guys plus vets on this team. Like they're gonna be fine. I'm just, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with them. I don't like Kyrie. I don't really. You could tell me that he wants to be traded to the Kings for this or that reason. No and one wants to be traded to the Kings. No, no matter how flat they think they're it's a close. very extreme. It's a very extreme example. That is anyway. literally where the the end of the flat Earth is. That's where the Kyrie wants to explore the edge of the Earth. That's going to be going to be very interesting. Dude, uh, the other thing that's a silly. I, I think Ultra, you're. I don't think either of those dudes are leaving. That's just good NBA business on their parts. I think Draymond is going to be the the warrior to leave. I will, uh, we can make a I side could, bet up. Kyrie could, Kyrie could easily be back in Boston. For, and, you and I are going to make a there. side bet later about who the first warrior is to leave. Okay. And I can't wait to cash in on it when you're wrong. Well, I've got Draymond. We can see how long it's there, and we'll, we'll discuss odds. I mean, so like, look at so just sure. with the Kyrie thing quick. So if he signed an extension this year, four years, 108 plus his year left, so he'd get... Hundred twenty eight million. His new deal, he signs a five year one eighty eight plus the twenty million he's gonna make this year. Is an as an unrestricted free agent with the Celtics signing back, he can make two hundred and eight million. He I'm not going saying, to a different team. And well, people said this people said the exact same thing of Chris Paul. People said the exact same thing of Kevin Durant. 
KD's gonna get that more, but hmm. KD's still true. Skis these guys, little, these guys can make enough money around. elsewhere. P- these guys can make enough money elsewhere that if they lose twenty million dollars and can play where they want to play and live where they want to live, they they would do it. Well, like some Clay guys would, will Clay, make that sacrifice. Clay was talking about giving up eighty five million, which I, there's no way he's actually going to do. Draymond's not giving up. Like these, this is like a hundred million dollars. Yeah, I mean. No, dude. I yeah. I don't think so. This how the collective bargaining is set up. It like makes sense to these guys if they're in good situations. They're gonna stay with those teams, and then guess what? Those teams got to figure out how to put guys around that work with those investments. If you're Warriors, you just hold on to those four, and you keep printing your money, and you ride it till it stops producing the money, and it stops producing the wins. Stop. When you stop, when you start getting snitched on and stop putting rings on, that's when you blow it up. We will talk about this more in due time. Uh, sound the like other big parents. news. You sound like one of my favorite. Like we'll talk about this later. Well, I'm just. If you want to talk about the bet right now, we can. I mean, no. I got Draymond for many reasons. Well, I have Draymond leaving. I think I have Katie. That's that's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> So Dwayne Casey is a piston. <laughs> so Pistons head coach, yeah. Uh, I don't have officially a t- out. Clint, oh yeah, I guess we hadn't even hit on the fact that he officially Eric got fired. Well, got fired. I don't have anything major to say as far as we, the Dwayne Casey thing goes. I think he's going to be a better fit with that team than Van Gundy. That's for sure. Well, uh, oh really? I I just find it strange they signed him yet they don't have a general manager. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they still got to figure that out. Which, that's, like, interesting. I mean, I guess he got five years guaranteed. Like, he'll get his money. But I don't know if, like, Dwayne Casey's necessarily in a really good spot, depending on who they bring in as GM. Right. The interesting part to me, though, is also, yeah, Houston announced – or, not Houston, cheese. Raptors announced their coach uh, replacing Dwayne Casey, uh, Nick Nurse. Yeah, I was gonna say I honestly don't really know anything about this guy, so I'll withhold comment. Ultra, I <laughs> thought you were gonna be the expert on Nick Nurse because I, outside of knowing he was on the bench, know nothing about him either. So, hmm. well, interesting. But we'll save our deep dive on Mister Nurse for yeah, another. Pop. I could give more takes on the World Cup probably right now than I could on Nick Nurse. So good for. Uh, Good for him, I guess. He was supposedly ran the off like architect behind the offense this year for the Raptors, but I'm not I'm, really sure. You mentioned the World Cup. I'm bummed because I don't really think anyone I work with is into the World Cup, so all the day games, I'm just not gonna be able to watch them. Not gonna have anyone to go watch some games. You're, with. It's well, too bad. You can watch them by yourself. You can Glansburg it up. Yeah, I might have to. Uh. And then yeah, Colangelo. We Eric Jr.'s So it turns out it's his it's his wife, which you yeah. you called you called that point out that someone had gone to Twitter and found that the last the phone number associated with a, a number of the Twitter accounts ended with the same digits. Yeah. As, as we were recording people had yeah, cracked that, but it took the Sixers an extra week to come to that decision firing and make a decision which i think technically technically he resigned resigned but whatever they they 
he had to leave. Um, it's it's terrible that something like that would happen. And if Brian Colangelo truly did no idea that his wife was running these Twitter accounts, that's that is too bad. I just, it's I don't. What do you think about that, PJ? Is that something that you can buy into? Nope. I definitely no, think he knew. Uh, just off that simple part, we were talking about the Ringer story. The fact that after they called about two, how the three they didn't mention all also went off and bye bye. I uh, yeah, have a tough time believing any of that. Um, so I think it's time that we have our uh, random internet storylines of the of the podcast. Because there certainly have been some interesting ones over the last couple days. Yeah, what's it feel like to be in the capital of... Uh, I sent this to you because I didn't want to embarrass you, but did you know of the raccoon situation in the... I did. I did know you because I watching? was... No. So I was walking I was walking into the, my office this morning, and I do work in St. Paul, and I happened to see this article. I don't know if it was on Twitter or what, but I, I saw that there's a raccoon that had literally climbed to the top of the UBS building downtown St. Paul, which is over 25 stories. That's some scary shit. 25 you, stories, that's cute. <laughs> that is that is crazy, and it really blew up. Like It was all over the place. Yeah, so I was, I was hoping raccoon. to see you on Good Morning America this morning with it. Yeah, I uh, coming from someone that's not a huge fan of heights, I can personally say there's there's no way you could pay me enough money to try to do something like that. So no, I want I want someone to stop you in the street and get your get, get interview you. Well, I would have given an interview. I would have given my thoughts. You know, I'm I'm used to being on mic. That's not a problem. Right. Well, that's I'm saying we could have we could have really used that press ultra. Thanks for thanks for doing your job promoting the. Hey, product. I, I was keeping an eye out for any news cameras down there. I didn't see any. I can't just be getting fired from my job because I'm posting out outside looking for cameras to interview about a raccoon that I didn't even see climbing the building. It's all about right place, right time. Also, you yourself are a journalist. you got to be sniffing out the case. All right. Well, I'll try to do better next I'll time. Accept your, I accept your apology. The other big thing, which was so bizarre, and I when I saw it, I couldn't believe it, was the whole IHOP, IHOB, International House of Burgers. Burgers. Do you like IHOP or what the what the restaurant formerly known as IHOP? Uh, I mean, the only thing I liked about it was it was a open twenty four hours. It was a place I could like go hang out with friends in high school the one that was in town but i can't say my breakfast allegiances either ever came close to going to ihop i remember the last time i was at ihop it was the worst it's pretty gross i mean that in denny's i just think it was the same and like perkins nah dude i think perkins is above those i actually have had like decent like breath like Denny's and, and like I have them kind of always like fuck like I might get sick off this like I've never felt good <laughs> I've never like had like a where I'm, my day's ruined you can't have your day ruined from breakfast food because it's the best food ever and it's not that tough but it's just yeah there's something about those two places I've never felt super comfortable rolling out of there and like yeah I have pancakes aren't that good like there's nice other pancake houses mom and pop pancake house shops that i go to i enjoy that experience much more yeah yeah 
Absolutely. Although just all the talk of it, oh, I want fucking pancakes the last like week. I just want, yeah, like, might have to have pancakes this weekend. Giant pancakes fucking do sound pancakes. Good. That's yeah. So are you chocolate chip guy? Blueberries. Dude, I'm a big fruit. I'm a big fruit. <laughs> Breaking <Smart>. news. DJ, <laughs> I'm big a big fruit. fruit. <laughs> I'm a big fucking fruit. Call <laughs> me fucking fruitcake, baby. Uh, chocolate chip's fine. I like strawberries or just plain with like syrup, butter. Um, blueberries, good also. Some buttermilk. See, I, I chocolate chips all day. Chocolate chips all day for sure. See, I'm more yeah. No, I fuck with it. I throw I'm some bananas more, on there. I think I side more like a chocolate chip, like Belgian waffle. That's pretty tits. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's the tits. <laughs> well <place>. put. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's pretty tits. Yeah. I, hey, I love it. That I'm more chocolate chip waffles. Chocolate chip waffles. Chocolate chip pancakes. That's all. I right. would go more. I like the fruit and like some. Yeah, you put some. More like because it's just a, a little sweeter, so I like to just double down with that with some more. Like, but the chocolate is good. It just normally, like, if you just get because they have you pancake houses, you'll get like your breakfast and you get those on the side. Like, you get the pancake as like the so- other piece of it, and that's sure. great. My classic move is I go if I'm really hungry and let's get like a normal breakfast entree and then let's get a pancake on the side. And I can never finish the pancake. It's no, you don't. Much. No, you don't. Like, yeah, but there's some that just like those are like the meal you get. So you, you get eggs. No, right, right. You get the. But I'm I just saying that that's, that is oftentimes what I end up doing. I do that route all the time, but that's great. Yeah, because it's literally like the pancake feels free, and you're just like, I don't have to finish this, but I want to. It's challenging and it's like good. But if I don't, I can walk away. Let's. Uh, what are your shout-outs for the week, homie? Uh, mine are so we mentioned Ovechkin. Uh, mine two are music related. Uh, first off, Lil Wayne's free. Got ten million dollars. He's uh, released from Cash Money. Fuck Birdman. Uh, so that's pretty sick. So we'll probably see the Carter Five at some point. Interested to see what that rollout's like. Yeah. Uh, but biggest shout out. Talked Alter Zero off about it all weekend. I think he finally listened to it, but uh. Kid Cudi and Kanye West made a fucking incredible seven, seven out of seven hit tra- uh, playlist. Kids see Ghost. Uh, yeah, so I listened to that a good chunk of my seven-hour drive home. So I've listened to that many times at this point. So you're almost caught up with how many times I've probably listened to it. It is just as good as Yay is bad. Yeah, it's Yay is fucking trash, and no need to. Like, there's, like, two songs on, like, Yay that are fine, but it is really bizarre and uncomfortable and not very fun to listen to, and Kids See Ghost. And definitely made, definitely made weeks leading up to its release. That was a very rushed album. Sure. Whereas this Kids See Ghost thing has been in the works for a while. Yeah. It was really good. It's really good. The Pusha album Kanye did, like, produced was super good, so it's... I'm hoping he goes three for three at least on. Oh, R.I.P. Drake, by the way. Damn. Yeah, that shit is funny. <laughs> <laughs> Surgical Summers, baby. Uh, so yeah, hopefully the Nas one also ends up being good and like all Kanye's weird shit. Uh, was worth at least three albums that aren't attached to his name because his 
album is so bad. Uh, speaking of bad, last shout out to crying Dennis Rodman on CNN with his MAGA hat over the Trump Kim Jong Un stuff. Yeah, that whole thing is just really, really weird. Twenty eighteen is so fucking. 2018 is like satirically mocking 2018 and 17 like at the same time meanwhile like trying to make people more depressed and also just throw out the wildest shit at us and see if we will call bullshit at any point or those all go away but yeah Dennis Rodman center of a helping to stop World War Three. Who the fuck knew? Yeah, I'm just glad that we haven't gotten any terrible news about that whole situation yet. But yet, yet is a key word there. Yet is a key word. I only have one shout out. Uh, you know, most of our sh- most of our fellow podcast shout outs are, are to uh, friends or people that have been on the pod. One in particular podcast that I have really been enjoying the last three days is Binge Mode, which is put on by The Ringer, is doing Harry Potter this summer. I don't know if you're into that at all, PJ, but they've done, they're just about to finish uh, going over the Sorcerer's Stone. Is it the books or is it the movies? Right now, they're they're like, each episode is covering four or five chapters. So it's and the then books. Once they co- then once they cover the book, then they cover the movie as like a separate podcast on its own. And so we're almost done with book one. It's been really good. Uh, Jason Concepcion and... Mally Rubin, they're hilarious and it's it's great. Give it a listen, give it a shot. And so, they they did this for Game of Thrones already, and that one's just as good. They didn't. They just did that for the show straight up. They didn't do the books. They no. You're they right. incorporated the books in it. That's why I was asking. Cause, exactly. Because my Harry Potter take is this: I fuck with the books super hard. Like those are awesome. Probably low key sitting on thing. I really not. The only time I like watching the Harry Potter movies is on Freeform when I'm hungover as shit and it happens to be the third week of the month when they're doing the Harry Potter uh, marathons on that channel. Like, outside that, I don't really, I don't own any of them, I don't think. Like, I don't really think any of them are really that fucking good. So, hit me up with those ats and I will take that. But the books I fuck with, like, I would enjoy listening i guess to kind of going back through some of the books and stuff because those were those those were big for me summer reading wise that that feeds into some summer childhood nostalgia there if you listen about that because those were always made up my summers as a kid reading those yeah i agree with you that the movies are not my my forte either i mean there are a few that are are significantly better than others i really the way that they did the last movie was really good i thought but yeah i think deadly hollows is the but that's because they broke it into two and they could go into more details but like i guess just for me like i never went into any of those movies like none of those movies all those movies every time i saw them first time through like always invoked like disappointment in me because certain parts of the books I liked were always taken out and I understood that but it's right. a movie but like so I always felt like a disappointment of seeing like the movie portion never feeling like I got a real like full like reward out of it I hear you I hear so, you but books well cool, so maybe 
Maybe I'll listen. Yeah, to we'll, I don't know. Try out, try out the pod. At least you can skip the movie, the one that cover the movie, but you can listen to the ones they cover the books. It's it's interesting. Yeah, I'll probably just be uh, in LeBron watch. I'm not gonna lie to everyone. Yeah, it's gonna be the fucking <laughs> well, best, dude. It's uh, it's gonna be a great off season. We have not even dug into free agency yet, so we got. Next week, we'll do a nice little draft preview. We're going to go deep dives into free agency the week after that. And then I, hey, we're, it's looking like you and I may be hanging out during when all this free agency shit's going down. So we'll be we'll hopefully be doing some podcasts during, and, uh, during free agency watch. Yeah. Just like how we did all those pods during the finals watch. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you guys in September. Or I'm a liar and we won't be Ultra doing podcasts for a few weeks. Everyone, one more small watch that we have to be aware of, folks. Um because this is one of my favorite things ever created in the or just generally per people my one of my favorite people talking about homerism or bias love whatever you want to call it it needs no labels other than uh friday june 22nd mark your calendars folks clay thompson flying out to china china <clears throat> clay returns wow i think that's great news to end on man it is Hey, check us out on iTunes. Leave us a review. Send us an email at the point forward NBA at twitter.com or at gmail.com. Check us out on Twitter at the point forward NBA. We'll talk to all of you next week.